It's Wednesday, May 15th, 2019. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, today it is such an honor to be joined again by a lady who needs no introduction, uh, is a passionate uh, lover of Jesus, uh, is a, such a fantastic person, and we are so grateful to have Tracy Newell on our staff. As many of you know, Tracy leads out our domestic education initiatives, and specifically, she is the founder and the director of our Families Count ministry, and I want her to tell us a little bit about Families Count, and if you have had the privilege to hear Tracy Marie Newell speak, you know that she has the passion of Beth Moore and the depth of Kay Arthur. And that's not to say that Kay Arthur's not passionate, and it's not to say that Beth Moore isn't deep, but those are the, the, the markers that I see in Tracy Marie. And of course, we have to put this on the podcast that we are not related, but we are brothers and sisters in Christ. So my sweet sister in Christ, tell us a little bit about Families Count for those, of you, uh, for those that may not know what Families Count okay. is. Okay, wow, Herbie. Thank you for that introduction. Um, Families Count is, on the surface, a six-week biblical parenting class for at-risk moms and dads um, and or moms and dads who have been separated from their children in foster care. But now that we have had the privilege of doing this ministry for a few years, we have learned that it is so much more than a parenting class. Truly what the Lord has given us in Families Count is a vehicle for his church to get into the lives of moms and dads who are struggling, who are struggling in their marriages, who are struggling in relationships, who are struggling many times with addiction, who are struggling in their parenting. and. Herbie, I really think of these moms and dads as being marginalized mm. um, and even unreached with the gospel. So through six weeks of biblical parenting that is oftentimes mandated by the court, or at least a parenting class is mandated by the court, churches facilitate these classes and are able to enter into relationship with these parents. And that's the that's the beauty of it is the way that the local church is engaging and wrapping around these parents. Mm -hmm. And so on the surface, like you say, all of this is about reunification of family. So brokenness has happened. The state has gotten engaged. There's an open case. Maybe the children haven't been taken out. Maybe they have been taken out, but there's an open case and there's a family that desperately either wants to get this case closed or get their children back. Mm -hmm. And instead of just taking them through a six-week intensive class, we're seeing the church wrap around them. And I, I remember when you first came with this vision and this passion, you wanted to teach these classes. Yes. And as you've told the story other places, I stood in the way of that and said, no, we're going to equip the church. But I think even today, as I want you to kind of give us an update on what's going with family, on with Families Count, full cycle now that this thing has grown in the way that it has you're actually now discipling the participants of families count because in god's great economy they've gone through this process 
brought seen healing and wholeness and so many of these families are coming back and now saying, Tracy, I'd like for you to train me to lead the Families Count class in my church. So yeah, we are seeing that happen sometimes. Yeah. yeah, that conversation for those of you who have not heard it took place, I think in January of 2013. And I had just been at a speaking event. Um, well, it was more of a round table discussion about foster care. And several times I made the point that reunification really is the goal of foster care. And that's kind of gotten lost on us. I think that even those of us in the church, um, we tend to mistake foster care sometimes as a means to adopt, but the goal is the restoration of the family and getting these children back. So at the end of this discussion, a young man really just approached me and said, if there are no Christ-centered services or classes for birth parents, what is Lifeline doing about that? And Herbie, that began what I call a posture of prayer, um, where we just as a staff, as individuals committed to this, this to the Lord, this idea of, of somehow serving or ministering to these moms and dads. And when you and I had that conversation in your office in 2013, you said, Tracy, I love the idea of a Christ-centered class for moms and dads in the foster care system, but it has to be done by the church. Mm -hmm. Now I can tell you four and a half years later that I'm absolutely convinced in my heart that that conversation was led by the Holy Spirit oh, because ladies and gentlemen, this work has to be a work of the church. Something really remarkable happens when you remove an agency or social workers from the process of reunification and you instead insert the church in its rightful biblical role in family care. When men and women who are working towards family restoration are served by volunteers from the church who pose no threat to them, they are able to let their guard down. You see walls coming down. They're able to entrust themselves to these men and women in a way that they never could with me. Right. Um, and, and just like you've said, Herbie, some of the fruit that we are seeing out of this ministry, this church-led ministry, is that while a goal is reunification of children with their parents, the primary goal is that these mamas and daddies would hear the gospel that the Holy Spirit would regenerate hearts, that they would be restored to God the Father through Jesus Christ, and that their families would change as a result of their own reconciliation. We're seeing that. The power of the Spirit really is at work in these classes and in His church, and mamas and daddies, not all of them, not most of them, but some of them, are truly putting their faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and the result of that is they are serving, they are coming back, they are wanting to lead families count classes and be involved. So it has really been a remarkable thing to see. So tell us some of the stats. So we have churches engaged throughout the United States. Yes. In several states. So how many states and, and how have we seen the Lord multiply exponentially this through the church? Oh my, it has just been incredible. Herbie, truly, when you and I first started talking about this and started praying about this, I thought 
we'll be so blessed if half a dozen parents show up and we get to do this, you know, a couple or a few times a year in Birmingham, Alabama. Since then, um, since our launch in the fall of 2014 in Birmingham, we have been joined by six other states. So the Lord has grown this to seven states, including Alabama. We've just been joined by Georgia. Um, right now we are in active relationship with 20 churches who are routinely offering these classes to mamas and dads um, and in active conversation with with lots more churches who just haven't started the process yet or who are getting ready to launch mm -hmm. but this is just kind of a wildfire. I don't know of another way to describe it. It's something that um, we never anticipated, and we are not really actively recruiting churches because the Lord is just bringing them. And what I'm hearing time after time is churches saying, you know, for months or years, the Lord has burdened certain ones of us to get into the lives of these mamas and daddies in the foster care system, we just didn't have a way to access them. Right. We didn't have a vehicle. Now the Lord has given us an open door with these moms and dads. So the best way I can describe is this, that the spirit of the Lord is in front of us and has been in front of us. And that is the sole reason that we are seeing lives changed mm -hmm. and that we're seeing the fruit that we are. Yeah. And so we're seeing this vehicle being used by the Lord for the redemption of his people. And, and the thing is, the Lord has this whole thing rigged because the courts need someone desperately to present this class. The church has it. And literally, when the church has been trying so hard to get people to come inside the doors that need the church and that need the emergency services and love of Christ, the court is ordering, in a sense people to come to church to get this training and and while the families come in with trepidation the power of Christ and the gospel is reaching their hearts and we're seeing families transformed and changed so recently in November of last year we had our fundraising dinner and we had a family that had been reunified with their children uh, shortly after the dinner, they actually got married mm -hmm. and they, they've been restored with their child. Well, tragedy hit that family yeah. a couple of months ago. Talk to us about being there when tragedy hit and the difference in the response. Although this whole deal was tragic, the response, how it was different because there was a church there and because there was a relationship with Christ in the life of this mom and dad. Yeah, and I, I'm not gonna name names because I have not gotten her permission to do that, but this sweet mama um, reached out to me, um, and it, it actually was more like a month ago, just in preparation of a training conference for Families Count that we were getting ready to do in Birmingham, Alabama, I had asked her to be a speaker at that conference because her testimony it is really amazing how the Lord has just changed her heart. This is a mama who I believe for years was in active addiction, separated from multiple children, um, and the Lord just changed her heart in the middle of a family's count. She's been through at least two or three family's count classes now and is serving in her church. But 
essentially Herbie, she and I were together here at the Lifeline office and we were meeting just to, to talk through life and to talk through the conference and a call came across during that meeting that one of their twin sons had been killed in an automobile accident and this mom just naturally just fell to her knees weeping just the the sorrow of hearing that a child had been killed and um praise the lord that that we were there together mm. and that I was able to be with her and that she was not alone. But what struck me, ladies and gentlemen, is when I looked at her and said, what can I do? What do you want me to do? Her response was, I want you to call my church. Mm. <laughs> I want you to call my church. And before the Lord had um, engaged her in family's count at, at her church, she didn't have a church home. No. She didn't have that support system. So I did. I, I reached out to the missions pastor whom I had worked with for a number of years in family's count and let him know what had happened. His immediate response was he started crying, just joining in the sorrow of this family. And he said, we'll take care of it. We've mm. got it. Mm. And the church showed up. He, the same missions pastor, led the funeral service for their son, shared the gospel um, at that funeral service where there were many teenagers who got to hear. And then that same mama reached out to me and said, you know what? I want to lead a family's count class. I want the Lord to use me to help other parents. Mm. So Herbie, that's just, I mean, that's an extraordinary example but there is no way that you can argue the power of Christ over sin mm. and his redemptive power and just his intimacy with people mm. and his sovereignty in their lives. All of these pieces in this mama's life have led up to this point where she is getting to share the gospel with other moms and dads. Mm. It, and it reminds you of Romans twelve fifteen: Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who who weep and this is what as a church we've been called to do and to press into these hard places where mamas and daddies have been separated from their children and children who have come from hard situations but no longer seeing these mamas and daddies as an enemy but seeing them as a mission field for the gospel of Christ and to step into their story and what 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 was so beautiful about that story with that mom is she now has a community which she didn't have before that's right and she has a community that's based on the gospel and so you have a missions pastor that's weeping with a sister and brother in Christ now and rejoicing with them as they see even these several weeks later fruit coming from that mm -hmm. fruit too that you have to know that this mom and dad would have never seen before because it would have seen while it is still tragic it would have seen fatalistic yeah. um, but now to know that their lives are not fatalistic but they're filled with great hope and so I, I really think if, if anything else that we could say about families count is it's bringing hope to families where there is no hope through yes a delivery system that's a parenting class but that's infused with the hope of the gospel that's right and one of the things i'd love for you to touch on is i know part of the first week in front of the first counts is looking at this family and letting them know 
that they are special and created in the image of God. Yeah. Why does that make such a big difference, being the very first count, the very first week? And why do you think that even that is being used by the Holy Spirit to make sure they're there for week two? When these moms and dads come into week one of Families Count, so many times they are defined by their circumstances and the shame that accompanies those. And I have said many times that shame is palpable. You can sense it in that very first class. And when these moms and dads get to hear the truth from God's word, that they are created mm. in the image of God. And what that means is that he has endowed them with talents and abilities and skills that all are meant to reflect his glory and that can be useful ultimately in their families, that he is sovereign in their families, that they are not accidental, nor their families or their children. And when we, through God's word, give dignity to these moms and dads, it is transformative. So that's where we start is with just this basic understanding of who you and I and every mama and daddy ever created was created to be. And that is a reflection of the glory of God. Um, Herbie, I want us also to mention that Families Count is not just six weeks of biblical parenting. So when we were praying about how we might get into the lives of these parents, the Lord just gave us this simple, sweet model. So while there are six weeks of um, biblical instruction and in parenting, every class contains a meal mm. prepared and served by the church. And there are a couple reasons that we do that. Number one, we just look at Jesus' disciple modelship and so many times he taught with a meal. So food is important. Mm. It meets a physical need. It also creates safety for adults, we've learned. But it is also an opportunity for members of these churches to sit around the table, tables with these parents, and just to hear their stories mm. and to learn who they are. Um, so every week, every class, there is a meal enjoyed by the parents going through the class and the church. And there's also childcare available for moms and dads who have retained custody of their kids. They're at risk for losing custody, but right now the kids are at home or parents have already achieved reunification and they're working on permanency in their families. Their kids need a place to go. Mm. So these hosting churches mm. provide childcare for the kids while their parents learn. And one of our interns, a couple actually at Lifeline, developed a children's curriculum called Children Count that mirrors the parent, the adult curriculum, so the children can also learn some of these same concepts that their parents are learning. Um, there's also transportation available to moms and dads who lack transportation. When we sat around with DHR in the beginning and we were trying to design a ministry that would effectively meet the needs of parents, they said one of the tangible needs that you're going to face is a lack of reliable transportation. What an incredible opportunity the Lord has given his church mm -hmm. to really get into the lives of these moms and dads 
by providing a ride to mm. and from class. Because what happens when you're in the car with someone? You have a captive audience both ways. It's not only that you, the driver, are getting to listen to this mom or dad, but that parent is also getting to hear mm -hmm. from you. So that's a sweet opportunity mm -hmm. for relationship and discipleship to start. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, and this was you, Herbie, um, every mom and dad has the option of being matched with a mentor. Mm -hmm. Going back to that conversation in 2013, when you said, I love the idea of a parenting class, but it has to be done by the church and every mama and daddy needs a mentor. So through Families Count, hosting churches provide mentorship. And it is important churches for those listening that you understand while parenting classes are seen as a dime a dozen mm -hmm. across the country um, there are very few that offer mentorship mm -hmm. so that is what sets this sweet parenting class apart for for judges and caseworkers right. when they hear okay in addition to these six weeks of classes moms and dads get mentorship that's often the incentive they need to refer parents mm -hmm. so all of that has provided just this holistic model of care for the church. Amen. And God is using it in incredible ways. Yes. And like you said, churches, even from Wisconsin, are coming and saying we want to be a part. When we weren't spreading seed in Wisconsin, we weren't spreading seed in places, and yet churches are coming forth. And so kind of as we close out, Tracy Marie, obviously folks can go to Lifeline Child dot org backslash families dash count and that's families with an s dot dash count but how can people get engaged today so they've they've heard this podcast we we've just scraped the surface on what the lord is doing and the dynamic ways he's using families count in local churches but but how can folks get engaged today if you have an interest in just learning more um, I would love to be your first point of contact. Mm -hmm. So you can email me at Tracy with an I dot Newell mm -hmm. at lifelinechild.org. And um, that will just open up a conversation between us. The, the next step after we have had an opportunity to talk, either I or another staff member with you about what Families Count really looks like or the possibility of doing a Families Count class in your church, we're gonna to wanna to plug you into a training. And right now we are offering trainings in a number of ways. Um, we are trying to, in order to make this more scalable, even move into a simulcast training. So we're gonna pilot a live simulcast soon. But we also twice yearly do trainings, multi-church trainings here in Birmingham. And it could be that you are located in an area where we have a partner church already. And if that's the case, we can connect you with that church and they can mentor you in the process. So there are a number of ways, but first point of contact is just to send that email. So just again, if you want to get in touch with Tracy, it's Tracy with an I, T-R-A-C-I dot Newell at lifelinechild.org and then you can go to their website and that's lifelinechild.org backslash families plural dash count families dash count 
And we would love to talk to your church about it, getting you connected with the Families Count ministry so that you truly can see a way that your church can care for families in, in your community, families that are broken, families that are at the risk of being broken, and show and expose them to the light of the gospel. Well, my sister, it's been great to sit down and talk Thank to you. you. And I pray that folks would reach out to Tracy Marie and start this dialogue about how Families Count can impact your community through your local church. Well, thanks for listening to Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.